0: Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. 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 Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It's
1: time for Counterpoint. We got our gang together. We got Omar Khan and Melissa Lansman, both from Hill and Knowlton. We know which way they lean, so we'll
2: let you figure it out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm with the people, Alex. I'm with, with the people. For the people. Some uh, of the, the, the people. You
2: are yeah. with some of the people, <laughs> just not most of them. Okay, let's uh, quickly, I don't want to spend too
1: much time on this one, but of course uh, the McClintic decision its still being ragged out in um, in Parliament, and I, I don't know why the pre- Prime Minister is insisting on doubling and tripling down on this thing, but where does this go, uh, Melissa? Because the party is standing on the wrong right side of this issue, clearly.
2: I think they're standing on the wrong side of history on this one. There's a political imperative um, to, uh, to step in. And I don't really understand why they've expended so much political capital on, uh, on 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 defending this. There's, sure, there's arguments about rehabilitation. This is a serious, gross crime. Yeah, And for that, um, she should do the time, and she should do the time in, a, uh, in an actual correctional facility.
1: Yeah. It, it just, it, it kind of surprises me, um, Omar, that, that they kind of are continually bumbling over this thing. Because it, it is... It, it, you're never going to win second guessing or um you know not even calling this father, I mean, and then saying you did they they've just been so sloppy on this
0: well you know I'm not going to argue that they won't win the p r war because they're clearly not, uh, but there's a bigger issue at play, and it was articulated by premier or sorry by by Stephen Harper's former legal counsel in the Globe and Mail It's online right now uh, Benjamin Perrin writes, if you just mm. give me a second, I'm going oh, to know where his you're going bed. Political interference in the administration of justice... That's not a, what
1: we're talking about. Hold
0: on. Then. ...is a disturbing phenomenon we see in other countries. It leads to things such as political leaders telling the police who to arrest or ignore, prosecutors who to charge, judges who to find guilty, and wardens how to, create, how to treat certain prisoners. Mm-hmm. There is a populist calculus that doing so can gain favor with the electorate, yet it profoundly undermines justice and democracy. So this op-ed is on on the globalmail.com right now. Yes, but the and problem is the direct response to this controversy about this issue. Okay,
1: again, this justice is being undermined when you can't get the corrections to actually give justice. I'm just
0: quoting Stephen Harper well, that, from the Prime Minister. Well, I
1: know, I know we like the conservatives saying it, but I've talked to too many people and I I, I know this area of the law uh, better than than most because we know that they have stepped in and and I, from fairly a strategic um, point of view, and you guys both work in politics, this thing could have been put to bed last oh, Monday because the so Prime sloppy. Minister could have said, look... I know about this. It is being reviewed. We will make sure that everything was done, and we will take care of it. We wouldn't be talking about this. There is yeah, leaders yeah, yeah. I mean, who hide behind the, the bureaucracy, crappy, and, and right.
2: then there are, there are leaders that uh, actually make the right decision, and uh, yeah, we know which ones which.
0: Look, I, I agree that the comms has been lacking in, in this particular one. Full stop. But we 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 in we live in a democracy. Yeah. Okay. And in a democracy, the administration of justice mm-hmm. is separate from political considerations. Yeah. Okay. But we're we're, we're fighting reason. the we Yeah.
1: No. 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 Week, but, but the minister is
0: there for. Reason. More courage. I think it takes more courage to say, you know what, I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me. Sorry, I said a bad word on the radio, but I'm going to get the. I'm going to. I'm going to take it in the teeth on this one, for because they're, they're yes, we all think that this person is a horrible person and should be behind bars, mm. but there's a bigger principle at stake. Yes,
1: Lawrence Macaulay must have been uh, feeling very stupid yesterday when he sat down for that vote, even though he know himself as a safety minister, he stood up and and got involved to make sure a cop killer wouldn't be transferred. So that's a load of hooey. I'll finish up on you, Melissa.
2: Look, this is the only two issues that I've heard coming out of Ottawa is uh, the Liberals defending murderers, and that's
1: and that and that is going to be the message to Canadians. They don't care about this political crap. All they know is a killer's getting a free ride here, and they don't like it. And that doesn't play
0: well. So I agree with you that most Canadians Ooh. don't care about the political crap.
1: Thank you. Ooh, Walmart, so agreeable. <laughs> Let's talk about emails, documents, and all things kind of investigation for the win government or previous government um the pce government or this new committee that they've actually set up this select committee which will put a microscope to ontario's finances after all this uh, 15 years of liberal rule um this committee is asking for emails and documents from kathleen Wyn and several of her cabinet ministers top aides senior bureaucrats and they want those records with zero redactions specifically from the fair hydro plan and the pension assets so they can find out where did that six billion dollars go melissa i'll start on this um should they just not be moving on uh you know are they not
2: beating a, a, a dead horse so to speak uh, first of all it's not six po- it's not six billion dollars it's 15 um and it's more than 15 Dalt- when dalton McGuinty came into power it was that we had 130 billion dollar debt that's mm. that's nine yeah. zeros after the uh, the 130 there Uh, It is more than doubled. Uh, We are in the 300s right now. And Ontario deserves to know where that money went now, if we had new roads and we had new bridges and math scores were going up, and uh, hospitals were uh, were able to uh, to 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 take the people that needed them most, then we wouldn't have a lot of new MPs looking around Queen's Park wondering where is that two hundred million dollars yeah. so it's a bigger it's a bigger question than fifteen. I wish they'd
1: and- look at the Green Energy Act to be honest because that's that thing was rife with problems, but again, we know.
2: This is like spending all of your money on all maxing out all of your credit cards. this is like uh, taking a reverse mortgage out. this is like selling all of your assets and having nothing for it and uh, Ontario voters deserve to know and Ontario voters also deserve to know that that Ford isn't uh, the Ford administration isn't going to do this and this is going to stop that.
1: Uh, but Omar, you know a lot the narrative will be from most that you know they should just move on. And put it behind them they won as as Kathleen Wynne herself said look they won let them just govern but again I do yeah, think well, a lot of people should. want to know where the dollars went
0: well the do- so people can see this okay look the the accounting behind the fair hydro plan is oh don't explain public. it to it's me already public information <laughs> yeah. to uh, the so they're claiming okay let's say they're, they're claiming a 15 billion dollar deficit 5 billion or about 5 billion of oh, here we go. <laughs> is, is liberal programs that they are going to cancel mm, so, so like so good. like the childcare supports that the liberals announced in the last uh, in the last budget that they are going to cancel now their number also they didn't help me include, so... their number also doesn't include the 6 billion dollars in spending promises that were unfunded uh, by 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 the Ford by the Ford campaign in the last election And there is an accounting dispute with the Auditor General, but but that's all also public information. Mm that has been public information for years. So, you know, I think that the Ford government has a a tough fiscal house to manage. I'll give them that. And they're doing, quite frankly, what I would do as a political advisor, which is try and set the stage and and socialize the public towards some fairly deep cuts that are probably going to be necessary um, that they're going to have to make in the fall economic statement and in the budget uh, coming shortly after that.
1: Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I think a lot of people will welcome hearing, uh, you know, like, wh- where did it go? Where, where's the money gone for senior care and all the stuff? Where did it go? So we'll see what happens. And I'm sure if, if there's nothing to be worried about, they won't
0: have to worry. You yeah, know? I'm not very worried, to be yeah. honest. Uh, you know, the accounting is all out there. Uh, but what, what is the
2: point of having a an Auditor General and a financial uh, uh you know, whatever the second office is called, financial accountability yeah, office, right? If you're not yeah. going to listen to them, right? Exactly,
0: because the, they're the, wrong. That's, the, per, that's the, the you know that is the prerogative of the elected government. The previous elected government had a different interpretation based on thirty years <laughs> of president. The new elected government, you know, and this is in all fairness to them, you know, they have a point. They're 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 you know they're 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 they're, they're, they're moving forward with what the auditor general, which is a which is a, a, a an officer accountable to parliament, has recommended. Uh, you know, that, fair enough. That's, that's fine. Uh, but this whole idea of, you know... Uh, People keep accountable. That. We don't so like fine. that. Let them search. I don't think no. they're going to find anything that's not already public information. All right. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. 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 Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. A
1: couple of big pot headlines today. Uh, we got Melissa Lansman, I should point out. Omar Khan here. Um, the NDP... And MDP MP has tabled a private members bill that records uh, records of minor offenses for pot should, in fact, be totally expunged. His name is uh, Murray Rankin. and he's the justice critic for the NDP. Here's what he said in the House as he tabled that this morning.
2: I want to make it clear that my goal in bringing this forward, it's gone through 10 drafts, is not to necessarily proceed with it. I would love to hand it over to the government and say, take it, work with it, you know you should have done it, many of you have said that, now let's finish it. I've heard other members who say it has a disproportionate effect on uh, black Canadians, and I've heard others say, yes, I get that it affects Indigenous people more. It's a question of justice, and I'm hopeful that the Liberals will see it in that way and not as a partisan issue.
1: Mr. Rankin will join me at 9:30 to discuss in um, full this proposal. But uh, where are you at on this, uh, Melissa? I think most, as we're now 13 days away from pot, this is not an unreasonable ask.
2: Yeah, first I think we should give you the disclaimer that uh, both Omar and I work on uh, on on Amnesty. So I think um,
1: everyone works. On
2: pot yeah't <laughs> like specifically pot,
0: yeah. Clarify, Melissa and I work pro bono on with uh, cannabis amnesty okay. yeah and that's new so so,
2: yeah. so you know that said I'm I'm probably I don't have the the traditional conservative view on this um, I, I I think it's important I think you should move on it uh, I think the government needs to move on it as soon as pot is legal it's not something that needs to happen uh, before the 17th by any means um, but uh, but mr. Rankin is right um, the court systems are flooded um there are people that can't get jobs and they can't get into their university uh programs and they can't uh, they can't rent a, a, a condo when it comes to you know their adult life and they can't get ahead and he's right that it disproportionately um, affects uh, racialized communities so I think we I, I think it's time that we sort of have a grown-up conversation about this and get rid of it
1: yeah the challenge with this will be finding um, a striking the right balance because a lot of people who do get ch- charged with dope a lot of them have other charges against them but there are in fact Omar cases where it's a one-off maybe when you're young, you got caught, and I don't think anyone will have a problem with that. But there will be cases where you've got you know people who've gone in on on a pot charge, but they might have other charges, and and I don't know how they're going to get around that. But nonetheless, it's a conversation. Yeah,
0: to be I, and look, if people have other charges, then obviously those charges stand, right? That's right. Um, but look, I I remember being at uh, University of Western Ontario, and I'm at a party, and, and- you
1: got busted with pot.
0: So, not me, but some people are, you know, there's a house party and, they're sure, Kavanaugh. and, and they're, they're, there's a noise complaint and the cops show up and they see something that they shouldn't see on the table and they say, because this is a college party and most of the kids are, you know, middle-class white kids, uh, you know what, I'm going to take a walk around the block and when I come back I shouldn't see anything that I shouldn't see. Uh, but, you know, talk to kids in Scarborough, uh, they have a bit of a different experience, right? So yeah, I think there should be a process. There, there people probably should have to apply uh, for a pardon. But I think if you're if you're if you if you have a simple possession conviction, uh, in this day and age when we're you know two weeks away from legalization, uh, not two weeks, one week almost away mm-hmm. from le- two weeks, sorry, two weeks away from 17. legalization, um, you know I think that I would urge my my federal friends, my liberal friends in Ottawa. Uh, to take a serious look at this bill and to adopt it as a government policy.
1: Well, Max Bernier came out and said, I'll support it. I I do think it will actually get uh, support because it seems to make sense. um, But I don't think it'll be an overnight uh, case. But, you know, otherwise there's going to be charter challenges. I I don't think you can question that. There's going to be charter challenges on those who say, how can I be charged and carry this record for life on something that is totally legal now? (laughs) Interestingly, though, um, this new study coming out uh, with data showing that a staggering number of Ontarians are actually driving under the influence of pot already. And 735,000 have already done so in the last three months. Um, So these are the challenges of pot coming in, Omar, and they're going to have to figure this out.
0: So you know i I think that at some point uh, in the near future we're going to have to take a serious look at uh, how do we measure impairment so particularly with respect to cannabis, so do we measure impairment by consumption because keep in mind there's a lot of medical users who use the product every day uh, and their body has built up a tolerance to it, and they're not actually impaired, although if you took a blood test you know they would they would come back positive so you know, I would argue that we should start looking at. Uh, tools and measurements that look at cognitive impairments. So so, so the level of your cognitive impairment versus the level of the product in your blood. Uh, I think it's a bit of a work in progress. There are some tools coming onto the market and there's some research being done on this. But I think that's where we need to go as opposed to just simply... You know, testing whether or not the product is in your system. Yeah, because we're really penalizing a lot of, particularly, particularly the uh, the medical users. Yeah,
2: you know, that said, yeah. I still think there is a zero tolerance policy sure. on uh, on driving, the same way there is with alcohol, and certainly so, uh, you know, below a certain age. But you guys
1: both know because you you've had a hand in dealing with this rollo, and you've also both worked in government. There is going how how long do you think it's going to take for us to settle into this and have an actual functional kind of Everything's working on all cylinders. Like, how long do you think this gray
2: area? Yeah, will look, continue? I think there's definitely some growing pains, and I think there needs to be review of the legislation, which I think is, you know, in Ontario, there's a review two years yeah. uh, from now. But there are tools that are coming on the market that will give the police the tools they need to keep people safe on the roads, for example.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, and for now, it is a zero tolerance, right? So the yeah. federal the federal Cannabis Act keeps a zero tolerance policy with respect to the criminal code in terms of consumption while operating a motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. I just think that over time, you know, we need to move away from okay, you you, you, you had a little bit of the product and now you can't drive for the next 48 hours. Yeah. Towards, are you actually impaired?
1: Yeah, that's right. Let's quickly, I don't have a lot of time, but the uh, FBI ca- uh, report came out. It's been kept confidential, but the 10 senators who were asked to look into this are going to uh, um, have a chance to see it. They've seen it. Brett Kavanaugh, of course, um, is accused of sexually abusing a woman three decades ago. This is the sixth investigation into Kavanaugh, but this latest investigation suggests there was... No misconduct. And, you know, we've got this battle now. He's probably going to get voted on tomorrow. Melissa, where does it go? Does he get uh, voted in?
2: Yeah, look, I I think the Democrats, um, this is a gift for the Democrats um, in terms of what this says about uh, how the Republicans are, uh, you know, coming, coming up to the midterms and how the Republicans are with the with the woman vote. Uh, I think the Democrats are smart to oppose this. I don't think anything would appease them in terms of any investigation. No. Uh, and they should run with this because having it an issue rather than having Kavanaugh not there, probably good for them in the midterms.
1: Albeit, interestingly, polling numbers have gone up for the Republicans. And so now they're actually in a neck and neck heat, which surprised me, Omar.
0: Well, polling numbers haven't necessarily gone up on the in the overall numbers, but I think the, what you're referring to is the the motivational numbers for, the, for Republican voters right. have gone up. So there, there was a deficit in motivation between Democrats and Republicans. That has now equalized. But look, you know, to the substance of the matter, how can you call something a fulsome investigation when they didn't even talk to the primary accuser, because
1: she testified, and well, she they, no, 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 she and did.
0: She testified, and she, and she, so she testified. She
1: testified, and yeah, she was asked, they asked questions. They brought her, in a special but prosecutor.
0: But not, but she, she, was, she was, okay. That's her st- There's a difference between testifying in a in a political environment versus sitting one-on-one with police. That aside, they didn't even uh, bother to, to 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 speak to. Several of the other accusers who have come out. Well, but that's because uh, the, the one that accused him of gang rape has totally I fallen you apart. That, but yeah. they should have at least hmm. talked to them.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter what would be in the investigation. Yeah, it the, the Democrats wouldn't accept the investigation no, I mean regardless. regardless yeah. it's a...
1: Okay, guys, I got to leave it there. I got to talk right. about Hydro. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's Melissa Lanceman and Omar Khan joining me tonight.
0: You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.